Insights to Live By, the podcast, discovering new pearls of wisdom to enrich our lives. Are you here for a healthy dose of positivity or maybe a source of inspiration? Or could it be to discover some new life lessons from others for you to put into action? Well, the answer just might be all of the above. And there's no need to wonder because you are in the right place. Welcome to Insights to Live By. I am your host, Matt Zinman. Now, I'm not sure if it's obvious enough, but I'm feeling a little upbeat today about today's show. Well, now, as you know, I'm not one to play favorites. Well, for one, declaring someone your favorite does set the bar a little high, especially for future guests. And by no means is there any slight to our esteemed prior guests. So... There's really only one time to play favorites. And for a soon-to-be-revealed obvious reason, I do hereby declare that my guest today is that. All right, no pressure. Among all else, she is the co-founder and co-chairman of Isogenics International, a well-being company, and of timely interest, the author of the new best-selling book, Resilient, Lessons Learned, Lives Changed. The, I'm going to go with, undeterrable Kathy Coover. Kathy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. It's great to be here. I was looking forward to this all week. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, months for me, Kathy. I've just been, I've been trying to get you on the show. You're very, very busy. And now, hey, I, I know you are a very humble person. So I hope that wasn't too over the top for you. you, you were no, kind of that's bad. fine. <laughs> All right. I don't embarrass you. Um, now, hey, first off, and congrats on the book. I mean, that is no easy feat for anyone. Um, just awesome that you've gotten that done. Well, you know, Matt, um, I mean, everybody usually has a dream to, to write a book, and it takes commitment, as you know, because you're an author also. It just right. takes you have to block out the time, but you know, once you're done, you just feel so great that you accomplished one of your dreams and goals. Yeah. You know, I've had the chance this week to prepare and I, you know, I've read resilient uh, cover to cover and uh, I, brilliant, just brilliant. And, you know, I, I'll leave it to you to share what you'd like. And we certainly uh, life lessons being the subtitle, you're probably an appropriate guest for the show. And uh, you know, I will say one takeaway though, is that there's no substitute for experience and that, you know, resilient is a perfect title. And, you know, not a lot of people, I think, who, who would think at your level of accomplishment, Kathy, you know, they might assume that you farmed this out, that, you know, some ghostwriter, you know, stepped in and took notes and, and wrote this book. Um, and, and let's face it, a lot of executives do do that. But I know that you put this, I know you put pen to paper on this. You, you wrote this yourself. You somehow carved the time out to make it happen. How'd you do that? Well, you know, I, I started in October and then a COVID hit. And so I had a little bit more time because I wasn't flying from country to country, right. but I found somebody to help me that was an expert too. But um, because I believe in, in truly uh, surrounding yourself with great people 
So I can't say I did it all by myself, but she was a real asset to me. And um, it was it was quite an you know undertaking, as you know, you know, but you're never happy. You want to keep going back and adding and adding, but sometimes you just have to say, I'm done. That I totally get. It's like, when do I put the last, I'm done, I'm done. Oh, no, I want to add this. And when do you actually declare it? And uh, I had some help too, right? You need the experts. How do you do this and that? You have to surround yourself with those people, of course. But uh, I, I do, I have heard the story that, you know, you're, you know, carve out time in the morning at your kitchen table and, you know, probably how the company started, right? You had, you had a little bit of a flashback uh, for, uh, for how that went. You know, Kathy, you know, I do need to go back to some full disclosure because there is a reason why I, I, I did raise the bar all the way and, and declared you my favorite guest. And, and for one, uh, Kathy, and unknowingly coming in, you are the co-patron of the show. Uh, Insights to Live By would not exist if it were not for you and Jim Coover. Now, my wife, Erica, as who you know very well, uh, is a certified health coach, and she swears by Isogenics, and, you know, she's also a certified rock star by me, of course, and, uh, you know, she's got 20,000 team members, and so needless to say, at that level, Isogenics is our primary source of income. And, you know, I, I, I just realized now, I think I'm interviewing my boss. All right, I'm nervous. I started getting nervous just now. Oh, wait. No, no, no. You're Erica's boss. Okay, no need to be nervous. I'm totally good. Totally good. Erica's boss. I'll just remember that. Okay. So, but I, it is full disclosure. Erica and I are part of the ISA family. And, you know, even with that full disclosure, you know, whatever the opposite of a conflict of interest is, this is that. I, you know, Kathy, you are just so incredible. I've always so admired you uh, in, in getting to know you and, and Jim and Eric, and, you know, and, and just everybody uh, around you that you surround yourself uh, with. And uh, I've just so been looking forward to having you on the show to be able to say this to you personally. So thank you once again for being here. Absolutely. Okay. Now, we do have a lot to cover. So I think we're going we're to jump in here just a little bit more. Uh, Kathy, if I may, I just want to give a little bit more detail of a proper introduction, um, which is to say, for one, you started your career as a dental hygienist. And, uh, and now, of course, you're the co-founder of a multinational corporation. You've got 700 employees in 26 countries, $8 billion in cumulative sales, um, about 550,000 customers, uh, many of whom are independent reps. Um, how'd that happen? Oh my goodness, what a journey it's been. You're right. I did start as a dental hygienist. My dad was a dentist. And so, you know, he encouraged me to go ahead and become a hygienist. I did that for 18 years. Uh, and I, I was doing everything possible to stimulate myself in that profession. I even started the first dental hygiene center in California. But still, Matt, my body was breaking down. My hand was breaking down my neck. I just couldn't do it anymore. And I was looking for a way out. And thank goodness for my amazing husband. He saw the greatness in me that I never saw. And he said, you should go into direct selling. You'd be amazing. And so finally, after eight years of him talking to me about it, I said yes. And I started on a product and um, I jumped into the profession and I built a huge organization and um, the company got sold and I had to do it again. And then I did it again. Right. 
And what I can tell you is that was the best experience in my life, that transition, because I learned so many things. I learned how to create systems and platforms for people to be successful. I learned how to train, to motivate, to stimulate people. I learned to speak in front of the room, which was my biggest fear, Matt. Oh my gosh. I got stage fright several times and now I know what real stage fright is. Yeah, I've seen you speak many times. I would never know that. Well, you know, I think a lot of people have that and you just have to straight face on your fears and really apply yourself and you get over that. And then um, and we had the opportunity in 2002 to start our own company. And what I can tell you is, it was the best decision of our life because we were tired of being let down. We were tired of helping other people create their dreams. And we really wanted to create a company that would be the ambassador to this profession, something that people would look up to, something that people would be so proud to be a part of, just like your wife is, you know, she's just, she loves what she does. And so it, that's how we started. And now it just kept growing and growing. And I truly believe the key is to have the right values and, and really focus on the most important thing. And that is your asset and that is your people to help your people become successful, um, you know, training them, supporting them, helping their dreams come true. And then what happens is the magic happens is your dreams come true. So I love the, the, the profession of direct selling because it calls people up to do things they've never done before. It causes personal growth and development. It's building relationship. It's helping people. It is amazing. It really is. And, and people need to look at this profession because it is, you can, the flexibility, working from your home, doing what you want to do, what you love to do. It's, when it's done right, it is the best. Well, I, I think it's fairly obvious that your passion is uh, unwavering and has not waned in the, in the least given all of your accomplishments. It was kind of an open-ended question, in all fairness, uh, in saying, how did you get from a, a dental hygienist to you know, a multinational corporation? Um, but there was you know, a lot that, that was about what led to resilient in you know, those, those many experiences that you had. And while we absolutely want to dive into your book and the life lessons and the insights to live by. I don't want to go too far past the entrepreneurial journey that you've been through. Um, and there's so much we could get into. I'm just so fascinated by the fact that, uh, you know, for one, I know that you had, you talked about being let down and that you became the number one seller in these various companies, three different companies and kind of had the rug pulled out from under you each time and, until you actually, you and Jim decided that, you know, enough already, you know, we've learned enough to, I don't want to speak for you because I just kind of know the story. You know, I don't want to uh, skip too much past that because those experiences were, were so impactful. Oh, I'm just telling you, all my past prepared me for my future. And I think, Matt, that so many people, when they have something, if they have the rug pulled out from them, they get so discouraged. And that's just another opening. You know, it's an opening for something new. And you need to not look past, but take what you've learned and push it forward and, and learn from your mistakes and choose wisely. And I'm just telling you, it, the magic will happen. And, you know, I think life is a journey. And, um, you know, we all are faced with obstacles all the time, every single day. 
And so many people get thrown aback by that so much. They just, they're thrown out instead of saying, what did I learn from that experience? How can I make a change? How can I move forward? And, you know, that's the key is never, ever giving up. Keep fighting till you win. Keep going and going, especially if you're so passionate about something. Get great mentors. Get great support. Get great coaches. And, you know, that's what um, Jim and I surround ourselves with positive people. It's so important. <laughs> and, there, you know, it's, it, it's so well said. And there, there are the times that, you know, people just don't know about too. As much as it is, you know, knock down, get back up you can be down for just a little while before you can find your footing again. And, you know, I've been through the entrepreneurial journey myself and I just, I hear those experiences that you've been through and I, I can totally relate. And again, so admire, you know, what you, what you've kept doing uh, to do, you know, another thing about isogenics, you know, this started around your kitchen table, right? Mm -hmm. With you and Jim and John Anderson is a formulator and quite a big, bold vision to start with, but, I'm just thinking, I would never know. I mean, even with the amount of passion, oh yeah, I'm going to start a, uh, a health and wellness consumer products company, you know, and go worldwide. How do, you, how do you, you know, what was the tipping point? How do you get from your kitchen table to solid footing? Is that a fair question? It's a great question. And, you know, we really, we know we wanted to create a company, but we had to have the right product. And so, you know, we partnered with John Anderson in the beginning and, you know, he's a master formulator. He made products for GNC, Metarex, the U.S. military. He was well sought out. So we partnered with him and we sat around a table and we started throwing ideas around and we gave all these ideas to John. And I'm just telling you, it was like he had a vision. He just goes, oh my goodness, I know exactly what we need. So we were just firing ideas at him. And he just said, I'll have the product in 48 hours. And Jim and I looked at each other like, you know, cross-eyed thinking, how can somebody do that? But he had the manufacturing facility. He created the product. He brought it to us. And that was the start. And we started starting people on the products, newfound health, more energy, clarity, focus, concentration, like a fog had been lifted off of people. Right. I'm telling you, what we knew then that we had the magic. And then we started building the infrastructure, all the other things that go along with building a solid company. So it was exhilarating. It really mm -hmm. was in those first few uh, years. But in the beginning, can you imagine this, Matt? We had seven employees. And now look at us, over 700 employees we did everything. We were licking stamps, sending out checks up to all night of the hour. We were going to do whatever it took to, to do what we needed to do. And it was, it was, I think back on those days and I look at pictures of myself and I looked exhausted. <laughs> well, it, I'm sure it took quite a, a bit of doing. Uh, you can't always be fresh, certainly with, uh, with, with all that accomplishment. Uh, now, there are any number of obstacles that you've had to overcome uh, I'm also aware that uh, at age 18, you received a diagnosis of uh, life-threatening cancer. And as that would be for anyone that, you know, that turns into, you know, that's a transformative experience. You know, what, what was that like in terms of, of course, you got to the other side of it, right, clearly, but in terms of how it affected you then, 
trans in, as a transformation just in terms of your mindset but how does that still resonate with you you know through the years and to this day well matt it was you know it was horrific experienced when it happened because i didn't know what to do and thank god for my mother she just helped me find alternative therapies plus you know i got some ex experimental um, therapies at ucla medical center but you know <sighs> You know, I truly believe that experience was a defining moment in my life that changed everything because so many people take their health for granted, especially when you're young, you think you're infallible and you know, it, it changed everything because I watched everything I ate after, you know, it got me really into health and, and and I studied it, I still study it. I study it every morning. I'm always looking for breakthroughs that can help people um, with conditions. So I think this incident really prepared me for my journey, you know, uh, with isogenics and that vision that I share with people of taking care of your body, feeding your body the right ingredients, you know, exercising every single day, um, you know, really, really is key. And that changed my life. I will never forget it for the rest of my life. It's something you can't forget. Of course. Yeah. And, but, you know, I think there's a reasons for that. I think you think back on your life and you think maybe that's what led me to health and wellness. And that's why I did that. Sure. And of course, it certainly uh, provides uh, an even deeper foundation for gratitude and uh, life enrichment and, and joy. Kathy, what brings you joy? You know, of all the things that you do and, you know, I know that you're not able to, to, um, you know, globe trot. Uh, as of late, which I, I've always known you to be doing. Uh, but what is that, what is that for you of all, of all the things in your life? What brings you joy? Oh boy, there's so many things that bring me joy. My family um, first it brings me joy. Um, I love my family and that includes my ISA family of 500,000 people, but I love helping people, Matt. I get joy every day when I hear stories of people with newfound health. I get joy when I hear a mom gets to stay home with her children and um, be with her family and not go to the corporate rat race. I get joy when I hear men that get to go to their children's, you know, baseball games and, so and, and you know, soccer games and be with their families. You know, I get joy when I, you know, hear story after story of how our products have changed people's lives. I get joy when I train people that I might've given them some hope and belief and wisdom that I've acquired over the many years of my journey. And, you know, that fills me up. It gets me up every morning at 5.30 a.m. to do it again. And I never get tired of it because I love what I do. And I believe if you love what you do, you become unstoppable. Well, I... I, I want to just keep asking you open-ended questions so I can just draw that passion out. And, you know, I know that, you know, for example, even to this day, as big as the company is, you know, some individual rep or some team is looking for additional help. I mean, there's a reason why you were number one at other companies and everything that you've done to build what you have with Isogenics that you'll, you'll hop on a Zoom. You'll, you'll, you know, down and, you know, right in the trenches training. Uh, you know, that's part of one of the most amazing things about you, I think. Um, Kathy, I, uh, I'd love to also get into talking about the ISA Foundation because that's intertwined with the 
uh, conversation here. I do know that, that, that your book, 100% of the proceeds goes to the ISA Foundation. So that's, uh, that, that's certainly top of mind. But before we, before we go into that, I'd love to, to know a little bit more about you. We do a segment here on Insights to Live By uh, that uh, I'll show you, I'll bring up on here on the screen. And I'm pretty sure that you can, you can handle these. You see now insights about Kathy Coover. So we've got, I don't know, 12 questions boiled down from 100. All questions on the wheel have never been asked before. Anything that is asked of you will not be asked of another guest. Let's give it a spin here. Wow, I'm glad it landed on this one. Kathy, what would be something that few know about you? That's a good one. Well, I would say I was a competitive athlete when I was young and uh, sports just, I'm so grateful and I always encourage people to get their children in sports because it teaches you so much about teamwork, about winning, about losing, all those great things. So I was a competitive athlete. I was a AAU swimmer. I was a broad jumper. <laughs> I was on the basketball team. I was on the racquetball team. I was on the golf team. I go on and on. I got my, my energy from, from that. And one other thing is I'm a gourmet cook. I, I've taken cordon cooking classes for three years and I love to cook. I love to create. It's something that I'm very, very passionate about. So um, those are a couple of things that you might not know about me. I'm a really good tennis player too. And <laughs> I, I play tennis again. I'm playing tennis again, which I, I had to kind of give up a little bit when we first started because there was no time, but I'm playing tennis again. And that gives me joy. It's just so much fun. I'm so glad to know that. It's funny when you we started answering that question and you, you were generically saying I was a competitive athlete. I'm sitting here thinking, well, what, what was the sport? And then there were, you named five. So I was like, okay, now I know why she was keeping it generic. All right, so we do this three times. We're going to go back to the wheel here on the screen, as you see. And wow, this is kind of along the same lines. Hmm, Kathy, what has been your most daring feat? Wow. I know, that's a tough one, huh? You, I should buy you a little bit of time here because that's a, that's a pretty, if someone asked me that question, it would take me a little time to, to figure that one out. You know, defining daring and, you know, some, some level of accomplishment. You want to come back to that or you, something coming to mind? No. There's a lot of things I can think of that come to mind, but I'm trying to think of the most daring um, accomplishment of... What's well, a feat? So it doesn't have to be an accomplishment. You might have gone skydiving. You might, you yeah. know, right? Have you gone skydiving? Yeah, Jim did that. I didn't <laughs> do that. He wanted me to go, but I was I'm just not on my bucket list. While we're on topic. All right, how about this? How about just let that marinate for a minute? We're going to okay. go to the wheel one more time, and then we'll come back to that question. Okay. Or since you're the guest, Kathy, you can just say my answer. I can't stop you from not answering. All right, so. Wow, here's one. It is your best parenting decision. Now, people may not know that you have you know, Eric Coover is, is not, uh, you know, he, you're now obviously grandmother and, uh, and Eric, uh, Soul and Pax. Yes. Right. Are your, are your grandchildren? How old are they? Um, Soul is three and Pax is nine months. Wow. 
Wow. How, where yeah. in the world are they? I know they were in Europe and then they were in Australia. Yeah, they're, they're in Australia now. Yeah, they're in Australia. And unfortunately, we haven't been able to see them since the lockdown. But I'm so grateful for FaceTime and Zoom and things like that. So I get to see them. So oh, that's amazing. Okay, so now this wouldn't be with yeah. Soul and Pax. This would have to be Eric, right? Mm-hmm. Your best parenting decision. Uh, my best parenting decision was to become Eric's best friend. And I made that decision um, when he was, you know, you're always, you know, really close to your children when they're young and you're, you know, you just hug them, but then they get to the point where, you know, they, they don't want to be with you so much. They want to be with their friends. So I made the decision that, you know, as soon as Eric turned 12, he wanted to be more with his friends, which is normal. And I made the decision that I was going to be his best friend and I was going to support him in anything that he wanted to do that was reasonable. And um, I told him, I told him, I want to be your best friend. I want to be your mentor and that you, there's nothing that you can do, nothing you can say. I want to have open conversations with you. I want you to share what's going on in your heart. If you're having any challenges, I'm here for you. I will never prejudge and I will never get angry as long as you tell me the truth. And, you know, and so I would have conversations with him you know, in the morning on the way to school and said, how's school? Is there anything you're having challenges with? Because, you know, when kids are teenagers, they're exposed to things, you know, that are crazy. And he always, Matt, he always came to me. He told me everything. And that relationship that I have with him is still the same. You know, it's, it's just been the best relationship. I sent him text messages when we started having phones, how much I appreciated him, how much I was grateful for him. I would tell him every morning, and I, if parents are listening, trust me, teenage years sometimes aren't the easiest. But if you share with your children, you know, I'm so grateful for you and grateful that you're such a great, you know, human being. I'm proud of you that you're, you know, playing golf and all these things. He looked at me like I was a little crazy when I was doing it, but it sunk in. I could see it sinking in and it, it really changed everything. And later he talked about my mom used to do this every single morning. So I encourage you to do that. Be their best friend. Send them gratitude messages, especially when they're teenagers and tell them how much you appreciate that you're there for them. And you can tell them anything and you won't get angry. And um, I think that was one of the best decisions I made in parenting. Well, I have a 20-year-old and now also our 16-year-old uh, stepdaughter with, you know, Erica's daughter, Greta. And that is some sound parenting advice. I have to say, I didn't really, I didn't, you know, we don't know where the wheel's going to land, but that was a great segment. I mean, anybody yeah. should be, you know, listen to that and, again. And then the daring, the, the most daring thing, you know, I'm not a daredevil, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Very cautious and things like that. But I would say one of the the most daring things I did um, in my career was um, I flew from San Francisco to the East Coast and all by myself and um, did meetings in every single city, probably 10 cities. I got in the car, I drove down the East Coast by myself, you know, stayed in hotels, met people I never knew all by myself. And that's before we had Google Maps. <laughs> when I pull up Google Maps, I'm grateful because I had to map out the course. It was frightening a little bit being a woman on the road um, by herself. But I think that was probably one of the most daring things that I did. But it was one of the best things that gave me courage that, you know, I could conquer anything. And it, was, it really helped in my success with my career, too. That's amazing. So let's, let's 
get to the ISA Foundation and, and the book and such an amazing cause. I know the foundation, of course, I was there for it uh, launching uh, just over two years ago and all the great work it's, it, it's done. I mean, I certainly know what that is, but how about you uh, share the, uh, the, the pillars of the foundation? Yeah, I would love to do that. You know, um, we've always been big givers um, to large organizations or, and we get our entire community um, to get behind it because we truly believe giving back is essential and makes people feel so great. So we finally started our ISA Foundation two years ago. And uh, what I can tell you, it is, it is really important that people know that we give 100% of the money to the foundation. There's no fees. These are our employees that are running it. So that makes me feel really good because a lot of people have to have admin fees and you know so many different things outside legal counsel, but we have that inside. So we're really grateful for that. But the, the main purpose is to um, really support underserved children as far as nutrition and education. And it's also wellness education for all. And also for disaster relief, which we have had a lot of lately. So just going to give you a couple of examples. Please. You know, um, we, um, Jim and I started um, a few years ago building schools in Africa. And it's just amazing what you can do <laughs> with $25,000 over there. You can build an entire school. You can feed and educate 60 children for that and with water and food. And then we do a lot of things in the United States and, and our other countries that we're in to help children right now. I mean, buying computers, you know, giving them meals. And then another thing that we do is we've given, um, well, we've given 15 million accumulative in our giving process. And we ask our, our community to donate $1 on their order and that makes a huge impact. And then, um, of course, um, there's, there's many more components to the foundation that we're looking at to really impact people's lives, but um, education for children, their, um, their food, their nutrition. And then we've given 5 million meals um, during the disaster relief. I mean, so many things have happened this year. So we keep on giving them. And, and you know what's really great about the community? Because we have all these partners now the partners are working together to create a stronger unit, which really makes me happy because we have some people that are expert at getting food to children. We have other people that are experts at education and now they're partner, partnering. So it's really made us stronger and help those, those partners really um, go to the next level. That's fantastic. You know, I know Make-A-Wish was, you know, the main foundation going into it, and well, you know, $10 million there, and you're still supporting them, and uh, you know, veterans, uh, you know, who are trained to help people in disaster recovery, and you guys are just doing so much, and I think you're also donating product on top of all the donations as well, so um, can't say enough about it, and uh, that, that does lead us to Resilient, and once again, 100% of the proceeds from Resilient go to the ISA Foundation. Kathy, same thing with Resilient. It's like, where to start? But I'm going to try. And one of the things that I, I, I thought was really interesting was the, the sentence that high achievers have one thing in common, the ability to think and act powerfully in the face of challenges and opportunities. That's resilience. So it does seem to be the, 
the umbrella uh, mentality around it. Um, take us there. Well, you know, it's so true. I mean, everyone is going to be faced with challenges and adversity. And I think a high achiever, what they do is, you know, it comes with wisdom too. I mean, you know, and experience, but, you know, they know how to, to analyze things. So if I'm faced with a, a, a large challenge, what I immediately do is I write down all the pros, all the cons, and what is the solution? Can we make this, you know, work? And I think that, you know, it, it, that really, when you're younger, sometimes you overreact and you have wall kicking moments, which sometimes you just have to get through that just to get to the solution. Right. A little spackle afterwards, but you'll get through it. Sure. You know, taking action, you know, I think is, is the best thing for a, you know, a challenge, taking positive action in the other direction um, and then really getting support and mentorship by other people if you're having a serious challenge because a lot of people you're reaching are high achievers. High achievers attract other high achievers and many of these people have gone through so many adversities and different things and they can give you some great advice. And there's a system that you talk about as well that goes along with it and uh, I want to ask you about that. I, I do think your comment about stepping outside of, especially, you know, I was same thing, you know, I was young and it's easy just to get caught up in so many details of things going on. We talk about taking a perception snapshot. That's something I've referred to. Very similar to, you know, being objectives. Distance yourself from whatever's going on. Put it on paper. You know, do the pro-con as though it was someone, someone else. And you can just think a little bit and act a little bit more clearly uh, in, in doing that exercise. Tell us a little bit more about the, the system that you are recommending. Well, there's several things that I recommend, but, you know, the one that has truly helped me, you know, achieve my goals and dream is developing a very strong and powerful why. And, um, you know, when you have adversity, you have challenges, you go back to your why. And I keep my why right in front of me by my computer. I have my pictures of my grandchildren. I have pictures of my um, son and my daughter love, and I also have pictures of our isogenics community. And when I'm faced with anything that's challenging, I think about my why. And, you know, there's a system in our brain called the reticular activating system. Right. It's really a processing system. And we all are told to create vision boards, put your why out there, but we don't understand why. The brain is... Uh, the most amazing organ in the body. And when it sees this positivity, it sees your why, you know, it makes you want to win. And I think a lot of people don't do that. They don't keep it right in front. Of, they might have a huge vision board up in their office, but it, keep it right in front of you. Keep it in little picture frames all over the house and really share that with other people. And when you have an adversity, you know, I do other things like gratitude, I'm writing down what am I grateful for, all those things, which I'll talk about a little bit later, but that changes my state and it gets me out of that funk. And um, it's one of the key reasons for my success is keeping that in front of me. And there are no excuses when you have a strong why. Your why has to be bigger than your excuses. <laughs> well, that's well said. I mean, I've actually talked about the RAS as well. And and the importance of why and it being driven by self-belief. 
Now, certainly people can say, well, I can look at pictures of my family and some of the things around that kind of a legacy. Sometimes it's really hard to get a grasp of, you know, what is that why around your purpose uh, professionally or just in terms of life achievement. Any suggestions as to how someone goes through the process of discovering that for themselves? Discovering their why or their purpose? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I, would, I would suggest to anybody if, you know, you, a lot of people, they go to a regular job and they're not passionate about it. And they're not, um, you know, they just do it because they have to do it. But, but take the time, take the time to sit down and I meditate and I usually do it in a beautiful spot. I meditate and I reflect on what am I really passionate about? What do I love to do? What fills me up every single morning? What would get me so excited that would make me unstoppable? And then you start writing different things down. And I'm just telling you, it will come to you. And then you have to find how you can, you know, achieve your dreams and goals through what gets you excited, what gets you passionate, um, what fills you up. And your why will change. It will change. When we started this company, my why was different than it is now. You know, and I think when we help others achieve their dreams and goals, we really feel satisfied. And, um, you know, I sometimes I have to work late into the evening and, you know, I can't take a energy drink or a beer late in the evening. Me neither. So I turn on loud music <laughs> and I start dancing around my office. It gets my energy up and I just go. Um, so those are just a couple of tips that have helped me. And um, I share in, in my book, it shares a lot of tips of other very successful people and what they did personally to achieve their dreams and their goals. And, you know, so many people are struggling right now, Matt. And, you know, they, they need to be thinking, what can I be doing to get out of this struggle? What can I do to get this fear out of me? And taking action, taking action is the key. It's the key to your success. What's gonna fill you up? What's gonna make you feel that you had the best day ever? And that's what you need to be doing alongside with your, your existing career that you, you got to keep going, but you can be doing other things like you can be giving to charity. You can be donating to charity, helping out. You can start your own small little business. So you feel like you've got something to focus on there. It's, it's, it's boundless. It's boundless. You, is it your, in your experience, I'm just curious to hear, because I'm not really sure my perspective on this quite honestly in terms of people finding their why do you think it's more a matter of i just don't have a handle i just don't know what it is or that they know what it is but they're they're in some other circumstance and they're throwing up you know limiting beliefs and roadblocks and things that kind of keep them from here to there um any thoughts on that well you know your why is i mean your why right now <laughs> what is your what what gets you excited right now to achieve right now, right this minute, what gets you excited. And so like, for example, this one lady that I coach and mentor, I just saw her yesterday, her why was to get out of debt. Because when they put the foreclosure sign on her house, she was scared to death. And so what she did is I'm getting out of debt. And so she put all of her debt on this picture frame all down here and showed all of her debt. And as she was determined to get out of debt and she crossed it off. She kept crossing it off and she got out of debt. That was her why right now. Right. And now her why has changed. 
her why is to impact other people so they can get out of debt and have security and peace of mind. So, you know, it will change, it will evolve. And, and that's what's so great about it. So what do you need right now to fill you up, to help you? It could be you need more money, something that simple. It could be you need better health, could be that simple. And are you going to do it? Are you You can have more than one, right? Oh, right. Yes. So tangible to be able to just cross those, those, those bill amounts up, as I think as you describe that. Uh, you know, as we continue to talk about resilient, uh, I, I do want to go into the segment specific to insights to live by. I mean, your subtitle is lessons learned. And uh, I'd like to work backwards from them. And typically on the show, we ask us to share, and I, know, I imagine this is hard for you, uh, to limit it to three, three life lessons. And uh, if you can, I'm not sure if they're on level playing field, but maybe save the, the, you know, the top one for last, if there is such a thing. And let's, let's then play back into the, to the book to see where, where those take us. So, Kathy, what is the first insight to live by you'd like to share? I think to live your life um, with gratitude. And, you know, that's an easy statement to say. But I took a class that I had to practice gratitude for 45 days. It was quite intense, but it changed everything for me. It changed my life. It, it changed the way I thought of people. And that means to reach out to people and, and tell them how grateful you are for them. Tell your children, tell your family members, maybe your brother and sister, tell your husband. But you do this consistently and consistently for 45 days. And I'm telling you, it becomes a way of life. And it changes your, your, I mean, it changes everything, Matt, for you. And when I have a tough time, I, I'm so grateful. I, I reach out to people and tell how grateful I am that they're my brother and all the things they did for me. It makes me feel good. And boy, it makes their day. So right. living your life with gratitude um, is one thing I highly recommend. And that, in writing it down, and that's, you know, writing down every morning what you're grateful for. And going in, when I give Jim his coffee, I tell him how grateful for I am, you know, for our relationship. You know, it, it starts his day with a big smile on his face. And, you know, it's something we forget to do. So I encourage people to do that. It will make a difference in your life and others. You're so right. And, you know, we talk about gratitude a lot on the show and how we can embed it in our day so it doesn't become this, you know, thing that you can't, you know, hard to keep as a habit and so on and so forth. But when you talk about a 45 day intensive experience that, that changed your life, I mean, it sounds like it obviously would in that case and forcing yourself into that kind of a discipline. I'm just curious, just from a practical standpoint, what does a day in the life of those 45 days look like? Kind of the rinse and repeat. What is a day through that course? What are you, what are you doing specifically? Well, specifically, they would have every day, we would have to reach out to someone and, and share our gratitudes um, to them for what they've done, what they served. And then, then we did it with our, we did it with our uh, family members, um, grateful for people we care about. And then what you're grateful for personally, it could be your health, it could be your community, it could be for your religious beliefs, it could be so many different things. And I, I'm just telling you, <laughs> it changed everything for me. I was in a real funk in my life and I, was, I had gotten a little down 
and it changed everything. Like people could be in funk right now with, with what's going on with our pandemic. And if you do those things, you know, all of a sudden you think, wow, I don't have it so bad, you know, and, and you know what, giving joy to other people makes you feel joyful. And I, and I think people forget to get so busy. And so it was, it was quite intense process, but we, in, in the challenge to we had to look at all aspects of our life, our spiritual life, our financial life, our business life, our, you know, our relationships with our family, friends, and try to clear anything up that we might have, you know, that was holding us back because a lot of people hold resentment and things like that. And it's easy to go out and apologize to people. Say, have we had, if we've had a breakdown, I am so sorry. And I want to mend that. I mean, I mended several relationships during that process and those relationships are stronger and stronger now. So I encourage people, it just frees you up <laughs> to so many new possibilities. I'm so glad we went there. And it is, it sounds simple, right? Oh, 45 days, do something the same. It's hard. It's a hard thing to do, but aren't the, the outcome, isn't the result and the experience of going through that worth it? So I encourage anybody hearing that, of course, to maybe play that again and take some notes and then get into action. Kathy, we're going to insight number two. What would you like to share? I would say uh, surround yourself with positive people that stimulate you and drive you and that supports you. Um, you know, there's so many people out there that are naysayers. And, you know, when you surround yourself with positive people that are mentors, that, you know, are, are on the same path that you are, oh my gosh, the magic happens. It makes you grow. It makes you develop. And I had to shed away from several people, you know, in my, in my fight to win. And so many people are naysayers. They don't want, they see negativity. And, you know, so I had to shed myself of those people and, you know, not to be hang around them. And you're the sum of the five people you hang around. You've heard that over and over. So, you know, I interviewed very successful people in, in her, learned their habits and what they did um, to become successful. And then, you know, asking people to be your coach and mentor. Do you mind mentoring me? Do you mind supporting me? Do you mind checking in with me? Can I count on your support? You know, I'm going on a new journey and a new path and I need that support. And I'm telling you, if I had listened to all the people that were naysayers, people laughed at me and nobody's laughing anymore. Well, certainly not. And it's interesting because you mentioned the RAS earlier. This keeps coming up for me, you know, the surrounding yourself. And I talk about the, you know, the five people who define you. And, but I think both of these things that, you know, gratitude, certainly a proactive exercise, practice, put yourself in that place. You, it doesn't happen by itself, right? Same thing here. It's hard. You've got these relationships, but to really stop and look around and say, well, are people bringing you down? Are they naysayers? Because that energy transfers, it does hold you back. And you might have some tough decisions to make in order to insulate yourself or be proactive about the people who do lift you up that maybe aren't in that inner circle who you can bring into the fray. So uh, it's come up for me once again from Kathy Coover. Thank you. Kathy, is your third insight to live by? Is that, is it on a level playing field or is it just, if there's any, this is it? Well, you know, I think they're all really important, but <laughs> I would say never, ever give up. Keep fighting till you win. And I, 
I mean, so many people give up on their dreams and goals with one little setback. And I mean, I just, that just really hurts me inside to think of that. And I think that, you know, it, with the things that I shared, the gratitude surrounding yourself with positive, but fighting to you win. If you believe in something so much, keep going, keep pouring in, keep learning, learn from other people, you know, ask, ask people for help, ask people for advice. I can't tell you, if I hadn't helped ask people for advice, I would never be where I am today. And then what happens is they, sometimes they refer you, you know what, you should talk to my friend, Patty. I've developed some of the most beautiful relationships. I was mentored by men and I never had a female a mentor. And so I always wanted to be a female mentor to other people. But, you know, my male mentorships introduced me to females now that are my mentors and we mentor each other and we're all fighting till we win. And that is for everything. Just never give up with your health. You know, if you're facing a health challenges, there's options out there. You know, you can control a lot of it. If you're going for a big, huge goal, surround yourself with positive people. Keep fighting to your win, asking for advice, asking people, can you help me? Any advice you can give me. And then the, the magic will happen. It truly was. Even if it takes you on another path, that's another door that opens. But keep charging, keep going, and never, never, ever give up. Wow. And it's interesting, you know, and, and like I said, I, I read Resilient. I'm just going to hold it up right here so people mm -hmm. can see it. And of all the things that I read, your insight to live by here really segue right into one of the things that came to mind, which was you had written life's greatest successes are just beyond the moment moments when things seem too hard and that's when they get resilient. So uh, that certainly comes through in the book and you know, it, there's a great alignment here, Kathy, and we could just continue to go on and on, but you know, people want to get resilient. We want them to uh, see the book. I think uh, we certainly got a good dose of it here. Once again, resilient, 100% of the proceeds generously go to the ISA Foundation, a fantastic organization. Kathy, we're going to put this in the show notes, and I typically ask guests where to find you. I know where to find you. You're Kathy Coover. So that would be kathycoover.com is your personal site with and around the book. That will also lead you to isogenics.com, easy enough to find, and isafoundation.net is also. But both of those first two sites, right, you, you make the ISA Foundation pretty easy to find. Um, please check that out and, uh, and check out Kathy's book. I'm sure at her site, Amazon, you know, you can read the first part for free. And then you'll know you definitely will want to keep reading Kathy Cooper's book. Kathy, I, I, I typically go back to the wheel, but I, I really want to just stay focused in the benefit of having you here in the conversation. Just a general open comment. Is there anything that you would like to add? Everything that we've talked about, thank you so much for those great insights to live by. Um, any closing thoughts? Well, I say my closing thoughts are, you know, right now, I mean, we are in a, in a challenging time. And try to think of all the positivity. Try to think of the goodness. You know, we had a gentleman come to our house. We're art collectors. And he, can you imagine, he had his whole studio devastated with vandalism. And I asked him what his highlights of being, um, you know, locked down was. And he said, 
I get to be with my daughter, a total immersion in my daughter. I get to help. I was with her for nine months before I left her. And so, you know, just think of the light, think of the positivity, think about anything that we can do to help others, to lift them up. People are struggling right now and they're looking for community. They're looking to talk to people. Seniors especially have been locked down. And, you know, my sister's a nurse and she said one of the most devastating things about, you know, aging is the loneliness. And so reach out to someone that might be older, that might be locked down, be the light, be that person that lifts people up and encourage people, you know, that we'll be through this soon and you're there for them and look for options. If you're challenging with your, with your careers and you're challenged right now and you're fearful, look for options to make an additional income stream. There's possibilities out there, you know, find something you love to do. And, you know, you can keep your career, but find something else that will fill you up, will make you feel great. And, you know, that will change everything for you, Matt. And thank you so much for your time today. You and Erica are so amazing. And I'm so impressed. You know, I really got to know you the last couple of days. And, you know, I love your wife. I was on a cruise with her. We had a lot of fun times together. And I got to tell you something she said she went on the cruise that she'd met the man of her dreams. And now I know why you're the man of her dreams. Oh, thank you. I, it's hard to argue with, I have to admit. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you for your time, all your insights and everything that you do. Uh, you, you truly are, and for obvious reasons, um, my, my forever favorite guest. And mm -hmm. we owe so much to you and Isagenics. And I just could not be more grateful. So thank you so much. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Insights to Live By. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at Matthew Zinman and join our community at InsightsToLiveBy.com. Wishing you and yours an enriching day, and we'll see you next time.